I feel very fortunate for uh, the history I've had um, with the Turtles that I've been able to be a professional comic book artist, you know, basically my entire working life, uh, knock on wood as I wrap my fist on my forehead. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a really, really lucky guy, and, and it's especially to work with this group of guys, it, it's just been amazing, and the fans have been great. You know, I've traveled a lot. Um, I'm very, very fortunate, and I, I wouldn't change anything if I, if I could. Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and John. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes and dudettes, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, I am your host, Rob, and today I'm joined by Mr. Josh O'Rourke. Hi. <laughs> and Mr. T, how you doing? Hey. And, of course, uh, our very special guest, our returning guest and friend of the show, Mr. Jim Lawson. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, thanks. Well, what have you been doing, Jim? I, I, we, Jim and I were just talking. The last time Jim was on the show was over two years ago, and that is too long. Too long. Two, two years. I know. That's time's crazy. flying. We're all getting old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> uh, hi, uh, Mr. Lawson. My name is Josh. I'm a huge fan. So... <laughs> Um, and I have really been a fan of your work for a long time, and I, I feel really embarrassed saying this, but I've only read your Ninja Turtles stuff, so <laughs> I, know, I know you are so much more than that, but I'm sorry, so just in advance. No, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just want to let you know right up front that the Rat King is my favorite Ninja Turtles villain, character, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he is. I think he is the greatest villain that the Ninja Turtles have ever faced. Um, oh man! And thanks a lot, Josh. Uh, oh, thank I'm you. looking at a drawing of him right now. I have your. This is the only issue of Tales of TMNT I have right here. I don't know why I'm showing it to the camera. You're on your phone. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I've got number four right there. I remember when I got it, and I just I didn't even want to touch it because I didn't want to risk like breaking it or ripping it or anything like that. But. Um, your work with the Ninja Turtles really inspired me as a writer. Um, you, along with Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, yeah. and everyone, a lot of people since you guys. And I wanted to know, first and foremost, uh, dealing with the Rat King character, I wanted to know what is it like seeing a character that you've created taken over by other creators, you know, most recently with the Nickelodeon cartoon or. Yeah. IDW comic book series and have you had any input with the characters anybody consulted with you and just how do you feel about seeing new interpretations of your character you know Josh uh, I'll answer one of your uh, 
one of the later questions first. No, no, no one from uh, Nick or IDW has contacted me, uh, you know, uh, for any kind of input uh, with him. Um, you know, it, it was kind of weird. It, it was, um, you know, I, I guess I, I'm not. I got to confess, I'm not following the IDW comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, too too closely at all other than you know it shows I'll ask people you know what they think and you know a lot of people are still reading Turtles and and, uh, you know they're really liking the new series Um, that being said uh, my kids even though they're they're all grown up now you know they're fans of the cartoon show that has Mm -hmm. most recently been on and I guess just ended Um, and I know the Rat King character boy from that series is pretty dramatically different uh uh yeah. than than my guy uh you know appearance wise at least uh and I, I i gotta say i i can't kind of wrap my brain around why they gave him the look they gave him <laughs> uh, it it's kind of weird he i i always say he looks kind of like a mexican priest or something like that <laughs> in his get up now but um, I, I did catch one of the episodes, uh, I think this past season, where um, you guys are probably familiar with it. Splinter falls into like a deep, like a crevasse or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Racking kind of shows up to, uh, to him and, you know, Splinter's injured. And, um, you know, it, it was very, very reminiscent of the, uh, the Tales issue that you're probably holding, mm-hmm. Josh. Um, and so I was kind of, I kind of thought that was cool, uh, you know, that they, I guess, kind of use that as source material. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, how does that feel? I mean, that's your baby. I mean, that, that was your creation. I'm, I'm just curious, like when, when you see something like that on, on the yeah. TV, you know, for, for massive audiences, like what goes through your mind? You know, it, it, it's kind of, man, uh, it's kind of hard to describe in a way you're kind of like honored a little bit that they would, you know, use one of your stories kind of like as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, as kind of a source idea for, for generating that story. You know, it, it's neat. But on the other hand, you're kind of like, oh, you know, oh, man, you know, they, they took my story and they, they, <laughs> they kind of changed stuff. So it, it's a really strange thing, um, you know, which kind of harkens back to the whole sale of the turtles and, um you know, that that was a really tough time. I don't know, Josh, we've talked about this before on the show, but, you know, I, I really kind of struggled with that that period oh. back in 09, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, you know, and seeing seeing the new stuff, I was almost, I almost thought of the characters as family, you know. I, I felt I had a real intimacy with them and, and worked with them for so long, and I, I wasn't ready to stop. I, I would have kept going. Um oh. So it, it, it was tough, and, and I think it took me a while to kind of get to a point where I could just, you know, let all that, let all that go and just say, well, you know, they're, they're at their new home now, and basically I have nothing to do with it, and that's, that's just kind of the way it is. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, man. Well, that's, thank you for being so honest. No, yeah, that's, yeah. That's I, very I actually insightful. didn't know that. I, I never thought about that because, you know, just us as fans, we just see, oh, here's new turtles, you know, and. I mean, that's that's enough for us. And I guess, I mean, personally speaking, I never thought of what you guys, the people who created the original template for what we love so much, how, how all of you felt. I mean, I'm sure you all felt differently. 
Do you do you have any interest uh, of working with IDW? I mean, if you ever got the call, would you do like covers for them or maybe write or anything like that? Um, well, um, I, I have done covers occasionally, you know, they, they've reprinted a bunch of, uh, the Mirage content and, and, uh, you know, originally I was getting quite a bit of work from them. I, I think they kind of had this attitude where if, you know, you're one of the artists on the interior, you, you could be asked to, uh, do the cover work, but, you know, late, lately that's all dried up. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah, they haven't asked me to do anything. Hmm, gosh, I'm trying to think back maybe since like that. 30th anniversary book I think I did a little show yeah, a couple years there. ago yeah I did something for the Heroes Initiative but, but that was about it ah. yeah, that, you know that was just you know a, a, you know like a splash page but well, see, right. that, that's something I, I, I kind of wonder about because you know he, here you are you, you you just said it a minute ago that you, you weren't ready to let go I mean you were you were still ready to draw and yeah. write Turtles comics I, I don't know the specifics and how everything was was sold over to Nickelodeon but mm-hmm. y- you were, a, you know, one of the founding fathers of this, uh, yet at the same time, Peter Laird was the one that sold everything over. And th- has anyone ever asked you to even write a story at this point? I mean, w- was that anything? Um, no. And that, and that, no. That blows my mind because you're one of the founding fathers of this, you know, in, in my opinion. You know, this is one of those things where it's like <laughs> you were ready to go. You were You were still... In turtles yeah. mode at this point. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great way to put it. In turtles mode. You know, as, a, as a matter of fact, let me say this: as part of the uh, sale agreement, the contract P- Peter signed with uh, IDWs, Peter still has the rights to um, do turtle comics. Should mm-hmm. he decide he wants to do that? Right. Um, and the way I always thought of it, and I think the way he he kind of thinks of it as continuing vol- volume four. And, you know, Pete, Pete has talked to me about wanting to wrap it up. Uh, keep in mind, though, this was years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, since the sale, I've kind of been doing my own thing. And, you know, it, it's going okay, but, you know, I'm known for turtle stuff. And I, I think that's what people people know me for, and I don't know. Uh, so anyhow, a couple of years ago, I guess it was a couple of years ago, maybe after we talked, I don't, I don't know if I told you this story before. I think it's more recent. You know, I was talking with Steve Levine, and, uh, you know, we kind of talked about the situation with Peter and how he can do books, and we decided we might try and pitch him, allowing us to do some more Turtle books. Oh, no way. And, wow. Yeah. So so actually, you know, it was it was kind of funny. So I wrote up, I don't know, there was two or three Turtle things. I'm trying to remember back now, but um, I... I I think one of them, I, I want to say, was a continuation of Volume 4, although I'm not sure that's quite right, because I knew, I knew Pete would have a tough time with that, and uh, pitched it to Pete, and you know, Pete seemed he was kind of hesitantly agreeable to this, and made him the pitch, you know, wrote up a story, a storyline, and um, he looked at it, but then decided no, and then I, I think in the Turtles' history somewhere, maybe back when uh, they went to the Utram planet, I think intentionally Kevin and Pete at that time, this is a long, long time ago, left some kind of void in the timeline that could potentially be filled with a like a little miniseries. And so he mentioned that, so I went and wrote a... Uh, you know, a pitch for that, uh, like Turtles, I don't know, Turtles in Space or, or something along those lines. Boy, I'd have to go back and look at the pitches I wrote them. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And he kind of turned me down again for that. So I, I have made the attempt to try and approach Pete to do more turtle stuff. And, and he's just not, not in a place, I think, where he can, I want to say, accept someone else doing the turtles. But I'm not sure those are exactly the right words. But anyhow, he kind of he knocked me down. So there, there was a try on my part and, and Levine's part to do more turtle stuff out of Mirage. But, you know, we'd probably do it as Kickstarters or, or something like that. I was trying to right. make it you know, very, very, as little effort for, for Pete as possible to have him go along with it. But it, it just didn't work. Right. Well, you know, e- even with that said, I mean, it, it sounds like you've been able to work with the Turtles in, in some degree because uh, uh, we're really excited to to talk about um, TMNT mm-hmm. Origin uh, with, with Andrew yeah. Nadine and everything. C- could you yeah. kind of tell us what, what's been going on there as, as far as your involvement goes? Um, well, it, it's been pretty small so far, guys. Uh, you know, Andrew, you know, I, I did the Odyssey book with him, and, you know, when, when Odyssey wrapped up, he said, you know, I might have something else somewhere down the road, and this, I don't know when Odyssey came out, a couple of years ago, I guess. And so, you know, he had me do up some, uh, you know, design drawings, and that's pretty much where it sat for a couple of years, and then, you know, out of the blue, he contacted me more recently, um and said, we're ready to go, and these are the designs I need. I guess he, uh, I think he pitched the book as an Indiegogo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It just recently got funded yeah. about a, I'd say about, about mm-hmm. a month, month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. And so um, for that pitch, for that Indiegogo pitch, he had me do up uh, several pages. Let's see, as I walk over to my desk, I can actually see the work I've done for him. And uh, so, yeah, the book... The book got funded, I guess, and since then he's had me do a few more pages, although it's pretty minimal. I think I've only done 14 pages so far. As I look at my photocopies here, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at the script he sent me, and it's it's pretty small, so I guess it's just those first 14 pages. So, yeah, I don't know. He's told me that, you know, it, it might be sporadic. You know, we might knock it off a little bit at a time, but, you know, he has... Um, uh, he told me it'll be 66 pages, if not more, so to oh, kind of wow. get myself ready for that. So, yeah. One, one, yeah. one real quick thing that I wanted to ask was, because um, I know that you worked on um, Odyssey and Origin, I was wondering if uh, if any more Kickstarter options come up, would that be something that you would um, enjoy continuing to do? The Like uh, the Odyssey and Origin type comics? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I gotta say, I've had, I, I have had, and am having, you know, a lot of fun on these books. I don't, I don't know how Andrew Modine gets away with it. <laughs> uh, another thing that I wanted to ask you was, um, uh, like one of my favorite video games is actually uh, Ninja Turtle Smash Up for the PS2, which is kind of like a, uh, kind of like a Smash Brothers um, sort of fighting game. And I noticed that in the end game cutscenes, they actually used. Uh, your artwork to uh, oh, tell yeah. sort of where I was, I was wondering, you know, for you personally, what was that like? Cause I know that the, uh, the game also came with like a free uh, tales of the TMNT comic. Yeah. Yeah. That little mini comic there. Yeah. That, that was a lot of fun. Oh man, Thaddeus. So you're, you're asking me to remember something from a long, long time ago. But... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was a really fun project and it had, didn't it have like a, 
the cutscenes some kind of like limited animation to it or something like that. Yeah, it was it was almost like a, like a like a black and white stop motion yeah. comic, uh, but it was, it was like the whole entire story was like your artwork. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was I can't even remember how that job came came about to me, but you know, I remember having a, a great time with it. And I'm not really a video game guy, but um mm. I remember they were sending me uh uh like the animations, you know, on uh, they'd send me an email with it, you know, attached so I could like check out the animations and stuff and and it was really really cool. I love that stuff. I would love to animate. Right. And I had one other quick question. Um I know that the Rat King personally hasn't been in any uh, TMNT film, uh, but like, since, like I'm asking you since you know, <laughs> it, he's kind of your baby. If if by some chance we get the Rat King either in like an animated movie or you know another live action movie, like how how would you write him? Like 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 like, like what would you like to see? As far as like they do a, a story with Rat King and they incorporate it into a movie, like like how how would you do it? You know that is I I probably kind of like to treat him the way I I I, I was trying to do in the comic where he was um he he was kind of a little bit crazy and delusional and uh, you know with. with you know, he'd kind of taken on this identity of the Rat King. He'd kind of like lost his humanity, but you know, he he was he was delusional. He was just trying to adopt this other personality where he thought he was strong and fearsome, and right. yet, you know, kind of a sympathetic bad guy at the same time. You know, you you kind of felt sorry for him that you know he uh, he'd come into this situation where he kind of lost himself. You know, that's the way I'd like to see him in the movie is like kind of like this bad guy, but it's not really his fault. You know, he almost can't help yeah. himself. He's he's you know, he's a little bit crazy. Well, you get that sense. Right. I mean, like you get that sense when you read the tales issue. I mean, the premiere of the Rat King. I remember yeah. at the end of the issue, I felt bad for the guy because here he is alone with his rats, you know, and, right. and at the very end of the story. And he's looking down at them. And I, like, I can still see the panel in my mind, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's one of those figures that, like, IDW's kind of taken a different direction. Nickelodeon's taken a different direction, but I just like, I, I don't know. I I like what Volume One did with him. Uh, personally, I like villains that you can kind of, yes, they're crazy, but you can see where they're coming from in, in some aspects, and you can't help but feel sorry for them. And I think, I don't know. Yeah. I I would love to see something like that again. Just a new take on the Rat King, and, and uh, yeah. hopefully one of these days you, you can write another story with him. <laughs> well, I didn't want him to be like this normal bad guy who's just a bad guy that wants to take over the world or something like that. I, I yeah. think it's a lot more interesting when you can kind of, you know, get into their personalities and, and kind of like find out what motivates them, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's that's huge right there because, like, for me, any any good villain is a villain you can almost sympathize with. You know, you can almost yep. go, wow. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, miss them when they're yeah. go, when they go away, you know. Like, right, and right. the Rat King's like that to me. I I don't know. He he's one of my all time favorite favorite villains. But um, but I did have a question for you, and, and I know okay. I'm asking you to go way way back here. But uh, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if if you can remember the early '90s, I'm I'm thinking around '93, '92, '93. Can you take us back to 
By the way, sorry, uh, that's my my son in the background. He's yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, he loves Ninja Turtles, Jim. He is a big Turtles fan. Uh, and one of his figures, no joke, is the Rat King. <laughs> All right, nice. But um, but I was gonna say it's a very I, scary action figure. By the way, you did yeah, a good job. Yeah, with the red eyes. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> tarantulas and everything on him. God. Yeah, the rats everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you, um. Could you take us back to the whole Volume Two era? Like, how did that come about, and and how did it feel being the main the main man behind it all? Oh man, guys! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, it's been it's been two years. I gotta get you. Uh, I gotta I gotta look at these books. Hang on a sec. Oh man, I'm looking at my collected books here. Oh man. Well, you know, for me, I, I, I just started re- rereading them again, and I, I remember reading the second issue, and there, there's one scene where Leonardo's watching a, like a drive-by um, shooting, and, and, and then the, the third issue is Michelangelo, and he's so worried about everyone kind of splitting up because, you know, I think it was Raph or somebody wanted to go live in the apartments with Shadow, and... Leo wanted to live in this new section of the sewers. You know, every, everyone's splitting up, so there's a lot oh, more, yeah, yeah. a lot more character-driven stuff. So I was just wondering, like, what was your main vision for Volume Two? You know, first of all, who approached you to do everything? Because you you drew it and you wrote it. This is right after Kevin and Peter are here. What was that like? How'd that come about? And and secondly, what was your grand vision for Volume Two? You know, everyone can associates what what you did with the turtles with Volume Two. Of course, and then yeah. eventually Volume 4 and Tales of TMNT and everything. You know, I, I think it was, it, it just happened because everything was going so crazy at the time. And yeah. Kevin and Pete were kind of, um, you know, involved with all the licensing and all the craziness. And, you know, I, I think as well, they probably had like uh, different um, different visions for the Turtles and, you know, they were working together less and less. So I, I guess, you know, it was just more of a thing to kind of fill the void, uh, you know, the cause of me taking on more and more responsibility. You know, honestly, I can't, you know, people like ask me, you know, were you running the scripts by Kevin and Pete? And, you know, I, I think, you know, in a small way I was, but a lot of it, a lot of it was on me. And how'd that feel? I mean, you being the main guy. Um... You know, it, it was crazy. Um, you know, I was happy to do it, and I, I enjoyed doing it. But but on the other hand, you know, I, I've never been a really uh, confident person. And so, you know, having me do everything felt like a lot of responsibility that, oh, you know, gosh, yeah. perhaps on, yeah, yeah, you know, I wasn't really comfortable with with all that. And, you know, I think I've talked to you before, you know, people criticizing my art and stuff like, you know, dealing with stuff like that, you know, trying to fill, you know, God, trying to fill Kevin and Pete's shoes. Come on. You know, that, that's just nuts. So it was a, you know, it was, you know, I I can't complain about any of it. It was was great. You know, I just want, I just was hoping I was doing uh, an adequate job you know, with the with the characters, and you know, I didn't want to change things too too much. I kind of wanted to, you know, keep Kevin and Peter's turtles more or less the same. You know, just on adventures. That that, that was one of the stunning things to me when uh, Image did the turtles. How radically 
they 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 changed the characters. <laughs> you know, what was it, a robot Donatello or something like that? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, Leo got his hand cut off or something, and you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, well, um, I, I will say this. You know, going back to what you said a, a minute ago, one of the things I love about your stories, and uh, and this is not guy's truth. This is not me blowing smoke here. This is just me being completely honest. I feel like I personally related to your stories more than any other turtle stories that were ever written or drawn, um, and and that's that's tales of TMNT you did. That's uh, reading, and I've not even read the whole volume that you've done yet. So there's a, still a, a universe of comics that you've written and drawn that I don't know about yet. Um, mm. But I just seeing Leonardo on that rooftop this morning uh, when I was reading the comic, seeing him question. I wish I could pull up the the panel now. Question, you know, why these things have to happen? You know, why the drive by has to happen? You know, yeah. is that is that fate? These are questions that we still wonder about today. One thing I always admired about your writing is it's you talk about the things I've wondered about, you know? And and I think a lot of our our readers and and a lot of our listeners have wondered about that too, you know? So one thing I've always admired about your storytelling is it's very honest, sincere, and character-driven. And uh, I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with what Peter Laird has done, with what Kevin Eastman has done. There is no Turtles without, of course, Peter Laird, without yeah. without Kevin Eastman. But there's also no Ninja Turtles without Jim Lawson. There's no Ninja Turtles without all the great creators that, that were involved, you know, Berger yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, Dooney. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the, you guys were... You guys were a team, but see, I think Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, they needed you guys. I mean, there, there's, <laughs> you guys brought so many different things to the table. Um, yeah. And I, I really, really think from the bottom of my heart that uh, you guys really built the foundation that everything that we know as the Turtles stands for. You know, if you think about Mirage, you know, it was, it was just a bunch of guys. You know, we were practically a family, you know, uh, and, you know, we hung out together. We, we worked on this book together. We were creative together. And, you know, I think in, that's basically all we did was Turtles. And, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, I've used the word intimate before. You know, I, I think that kind of shows up in the book. And I think with the fans, too, I I. I I think we have a closeness with the fans that, you know, you know, every, every property has fans, but you know, the turtles, it was, there was something kind of really cool and special about it. Well, yeah. I mean, just the fact that we can do what we can do, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the fact that we can talk to you pretty easily, you know, we, we can talk to Kevin Eastman. We blows my mind that we, it's how easy it is, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, let me shut up. I, I know I ramble all the time. Uh, Josh, is, is there anything else you, you want to ask before I, <laughs> We're used to it. It's okay. I, they're used to it. They're used to it. I do this all the time. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take the floor here. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple <laughs> other questions. I got a couple more, but, uh, you know, I feel bad for asking now because you were talking about how they're making you think back. I'm going to make you think back even further now. Um, uh, talking, I'm a huge action figure collector. I'm a big action figure guy, and I love the original Playmates 1988 Ninja Turtles figures. That's that was really what got me into Ninja Turtles, and then I discovered the comics and everything. But um, I under from what I understand, you and the other artists at Mirage, you would submit ideas to Playmates for potential yeah. characters, you know, like yeah. racking and everything. And I was just curious what that was like when you would submit a design for a character, and however 
much time would go by, you you know, a year later, you would actually see that figure that you created a concept for and you could hold it in your hand. I was just curious, what was that like for you? Because, I mean, I could think of just, you know, I would love to be able to design an action figure and yeah. pick it up at Target and be able to hold it, you know? I mean, what yeah. was that? It was everything you'd think it would be. It, <laughs> it's it's just mind blowing, you know. Back back then, you know, I was just a kid, and um, you know, uh, uh, Rat Rat King was the figure uh, that I had made, and it, it was just crazy. Um, man, I can barely remember when he came out, though, but, but how cool it was. That was a really special time in the studio. You know, everyone was kind of going nuts, and, and everything was crazy. They, they made the Rat King figure, and, uh, you know, back then, I think it was before Mirage got too, like, business-like, so, uh, uh, you know, it was just us guys. And I can remember getting a check for $40,000 for the Rat King figure. And wow. that, that was on uh, uh, royalty of sales, you know. But um, soon after that, you know, they brought in a business guy and they made us all sign work for contract, uh, work for higher contracts. And, and then we didn't get money anymore. We got oh, like a, uh, money to, to design the figure, but there, there was no more royalties after that point. But that's crazy, right? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of impersonal there. <laughs> but yeah, it was... But I hope you don't expect to get paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that w- that was kind of about about it for me for the figures. You know, I can remember it. the the money was so good. If you could get a figure design that a bunch of the artists here just concentrated on making figures. So there yeah, was Ryan kind of, Brown and uh, yeah, what, who else was des- designing them at this time? I, I think Mike Dooney designed a bunch of them as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it was kind of weird, you know. Me at the time, I can remember, like, suddenly everybody was furiously trying to draw up figures and submitting as many <laughs> figures as they possibly could. And I can remember thinking, like, oh, man, I don't want to be that guy that, you know, yeah. is just going after the money. So, And I, I love the comics anyway, so I kind, of, I kind of decided that I'd concentrate my efforts there. Was, uh, toy- was Racking your only figure that you submitted? Yeah, yeah, that was the. I might have submitted a couple others that didn't get made, but that was that was the only one that got made. There there weren't many, but uh, I'm looking at a car up on the wall. I actually designed one of the turtle vehicles. Uh, I've got what really? What? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of um. As I'm looking at it now, it's. Uh, I don't know if they did one for each one of the characters. This one is Leonardo. He's got a blue bandana, but it's kind of like a a Corvette looking thing with the bandana around the cockpit, and then the tails of the bandana are the fins on the car. Wow! And it's got like. Uh, wow! Did, did this ever get made? Or it, it got made. <laughs> yeah. What? I gotta yeah. go buy it. Is this I, a, I the classic line? <laughs> I, I don't know what it. I don't know what it was called. Um, but it's got, you know, the big engine skin out of the hood with the eight, you know, uh, you know, uh, velocity stacks kind of, and big crazy looking pipes coming out of the side of the car. <laughs> but yeah. Did you design any of the, uh, turtle, turtle motorcycles or anything? No, no, I didn't, I didn't do any of the bikes crazily enough. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, cause you're a, you're a bike guy. I was thinking <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you would have yeah. designed at least one. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think. Well, well, let let me ask you something, Jim. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, going back to um, a lot of your own comic books, um, Box City Wallops. Yeah. Uh, you, you were telling me that you have what 
five or six issues written at this point because I've only got the first two, and you got the first uh, man, two. I've loved what. You, yes, and I love what you've done so far. Oh, uh, thanks a lot. Well, let me say so six issues. So I, I I decided I wanted to do six issues. So I wrote six issues of the Box City Wallops, and I, I said to myself, you know, I want to do like a superhero book. I don't know if you think of the Turtles as a superhero book, but you know, I was yep. like, well, I've never really done something like this before, so I'm going to do it. And then I got in my, my mind, I want to do single issues. And I think yeah. that's, that's where I went wrong. Um, so, uh, so I go back to Kickstarter. I've Kickstarted a couple of books previous, previously. And I was like, well, how am I going to do this? Uh, so I figured I'd do two issues at a time. And I did the first two issues, and um, the campaign was successfully funded. So then I did the next two issues and went back to Kickstarter, and it, it was kind of a weird thing. Um, it seemed like it wasn't going to get funded. Um, you know, right near the end, you, you get a little boost. And, yeah. you know, honestly, uh, it, it's, it was pretty obvious it was going to be really tight and questionable as to whether or not it was going to make it. And, you know, really, really nice. I had people, you know... Uh, approaching me like, you know, if you want, you know, we can kick in extra money to get you over your goal and get these books published. And, you know, I refused. I was like, no, no, you know, just just let it run, run out and we'll see what happens. And honestly, you guys, I could have done it myself. I think I came $150 shy of me- meeting my goal. But uh. in in my brain, I was like, well, I'm going to have to go back and do it for issues five and six and will it make it that time? And I was almost, that, that was a weird, that was a weird thing for me. I was almost like, maybe it's best if I let this, this campaign fail and maybe relaunch it as a trade paperback, which I, in, in hindsight, I should have done it that way to begin with. It would have been one campaign. I could have, you know, I was going to do the art anyhow. Uh, I, I'd only have to worry about it once. And it seemed like people probably would it would be a little more saleable people would like it better as one book so anyhow issues three and four died and um i stopped at that point i was kind of wondering what to do with myself and the wallops and i stopped work on it for a while was thinking uh maybe this will just be another thing i tried and failed at and uh and then I don't know. I guess I guess it was after I went to Russia and uh, appeared at a comic book show over there, and it was really quite something. And I met this guy uh, Arseny Dubikov, um, who's a big Turtle fan and somebody I've been in in contact with over the years. And he was like, I, and he's publishing Turtle books in Russia. So he said, what we should do is all six issues of the Wallops, and we'll color it, and then we'll. I think we're going to kickstart it. So anyhow. All six issues now are done, and book the book is over in Russia getting colored. And I've seen oh. issues one and two and the first page of the third issue. And this guy, his name's Dmitry uh, Bobrovnik, and he's doing a crazy good job on the wallops. It looks incredible. I'm, I'm wishing that I'd colored stuff earlier. And, you know, I think <laughs> people will like it better. People like color comics better than black and white, right, you guys? 
Yeah, uh, m- most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> really depends. So anyhow, it's it's going to appear again. You know, um, I feel bad for people that actually uh, bought issues one and two. Although if I kickstart it, maybe I'll give them some kind of break or something like that on on the next book. But yeah, physically there's only one and two in black and white, and now there's going to be a book. Uh, with all six issues colored at some point. What was pretty special to me is um, I was actually flipping through mine to just kind of you know refresh myself because yeah. I had gotten them a long time ago, and then I just happened to look over them again this morning uh, with my son. He was coloring his coloring book, and I was reading through Box City Wallops, and uh, I happened to flip to the end, and I saw where you had done like bonus sketches. Uh, there, were, there was one of um, – I think it was Wayne, and then there was another one of – is it Zask? <laughs> uh, in, in the end of uh, – uh, issue two, I said, "Oh my gosh, I I never even noticed that these were at the back of the book, and uh, yeah. that was a nice bonus." But uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh, guys, you know, one thing, guys, uh, you know, our our listeners is Box City Wops. One thing I I I was immediately drawn to was the fact that, and it's so funny the way it works out. Josh and I were just talking about this in the Man of Steel movie, <laughs> and how I uh, here it comes back to Superman, but um, how. With superheroes, a lot of times things are kind of glossed over and lives are lost kind of indirectly. Being a superhero, sometimes casualties happen that were completely accidental. And uh, uh, that was one of the immediate things that drawn me to Box City Wallops was the fact that in the first issue or the second issue, um, I think it was the first issue where – and I I don't know if this completely made up because I know the – the villain of the, or it seems like it's the villain of the series so far. Is it is it Moe's or Moss? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, I don't want to give any plot spoilers, but there, there's a lot about Box City Wallops that makes you think we have these superheroes here that are trying to do the right thing right. and are very meticulous in, in trying to do the right thing, but yet people still get hurt, or at least it seems that people still get hurt, yeah. and how they respond to yeah. that. Yeah. Although I, I I have a guess that um, maybe they're being um, framed, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. that's just my guess. I've only read the first two issues. Right, right. You, you know when, when I when I did that book, I had the idea of you know kind of like I, I wanted to you know people have done this before pr- approach superheroes as if they're a real actual thing with the you know concerns that would come with that. So, you know, once again, as I like doing with the turtle characters and, you know, anybody else, you know, I like getting inside their heads and, you know, dealing with real kind of situations and possibilities. And, you know, I had that weird thing where, you know, they're actually, you know, concerned about their reputation as it uh, relates to, you know, their online sales of whatever products, you know, they're trying (laughs) to... They have like a website and store, and they're like, you know, how are the T-shirt sales, and how many likes are we getting? Blah blah blah. Although somebody told me they didn't like that part of the story, <laughs> but you know, yeah. Oh, see, I love that. that. That's, that's <laughs> but yeah, there there are these these casualties, and you know how you know. It, I, obviously, if you know superheroes are fighting downtown, there, there's going to be people killed who are are innocent bystanders. You know, if buildings are falling yeah. and whatnot. Uh, and yeah, I did set it up as, you know, you don't know if they're being framed. You know, I think Wayne talks to the other two, uh, team members about that. He, he suspects that Maz Ico guy, you know, actually, uh, put, put them there in the, in the building, you know, to get them in trouble, yeah. you know, because, you know, in the story, 
um, you know, the team works for Box City, but they they want the job in Miracle City because it's it's I guess you know it pays more or you know it's a better gig or something like that. I kind of get into it a little bit in the story there, and you know I have a thing where. You know, Wayne, does he have a drinking problem? You know, uh, oh, wow. you know, we don't really know at this point. Yeah, and issues three and four are kind of about uh, Nola Root, the, the kind of warrior chick. They deal with her background. She has kind of this crazy military background. And... Well, yeah, that, that's a really cool spin on superheroes. Cause, you know, how often have you heard of a superhero with a drinking problem? I mean, you just don't hear that much, which, yeah. is, which is awesome. That, that's what I'm talking about. Well, you, you know, Plus, to like sports teams, you know, cities have like their their dedicated sports teams. You know, in this scenario, yeah. cities have like dedicated superhero teams, and they're like free agents who can travel around, and you know, <laughs> the, the superheroes are paid and you know given a place to That's stay cool. or get benefits and whatnot. And uh, you know, that might be the way it would actually work in the real world. I don't know, but. Ah, that that's cool. Hmm. That that that's again a take we've we've never seen before. I, I mean, I've personally never seen that before. So <laughs> that, that's that's really awesome. But you know, you know, going back to Box City Wallops and a lot of your your projects you've you've done. You know, what what's your process in in going into self publishing? I mean, is is there any advice you could give to any of our listeners who happen to be writers or um, you know artists who are hoping to you know self publish? <sighs> you know, it's. I, I guess we gotta go and talk about the internet, and, and that there's this great place yeah. you can go to get eyes on um, yeah, on uh, your you know your idea, your creative idea. Um, you know, the bad thing is is there's tens of thousands of other people out there doing the exact same thing you're doing, and how <laughs> how do you get your thing noticed? Um, you know, Kickstarter seems to be seems to be a good thing you know uh, let's see you want to go get your own thing done yeah you know I, I guess I would I would try and put something together some kind of presentation together maybe go to comic book shows get feedback um, I know there's this thing called deviant art I, I have no experience with that though yeah. um, where I think artists can go and um, have other people kind of look at their work and and like it or dislike it and what what do you do personally like do do you do you write the comics first and then try a Kickstarter or do you maybe put a couple of uh, sketches up and yeah. then yeah put the Kickstarter up and say hey here's my vision my, my experience you know. you know right now has been to um, actually get the work done and then put it up on Kickstarter. You know, I, I'm lucky that I'm kind of in a position where I can do that. Most people, like, need regular money coming in, and I, I'm kind of good that way. Um, so I'll <laughs> actually, you know, I'll actually do a project to a finished state and then go to Kickstarter and, uh, uh, you know, ask ask for money there just to help with, like, the print costs and whatnot. Wall- Wallops wasn't, well, the first two issues when I when I... I did the campaign for those were done. Uh, Walk through dinosaur land. I think that was all finished when I went to the Kickstarter. So you know, I, I had this complete thing that I could show, which you know I, I thought was kind of an asset. Um, you know, people thinking about whether they were going to pledge money or not would see that this this project was already finished. And, 
maybe give them a uh, peace of mind a little bit about if it was a real thing or not. You know, it's it's tough. Kickstarter is probably your best bet. That's really the only thing I know. You know, unless you want to just go ahead and and publish it and take it to uh, take it to like comic book shows or or you know uh, post mm-hmm. it up on your Facebook page that you have this comic that you're trying to sell. But you know, right. uh, you know the sale. You're pretty, you're pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to give you a big head or anything, but you know you've gotten a few funded. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, you know, <laughs> issues three and four didn't make it, so you know, I'm, I, you know, it, it it's all right, Rob. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, not, you know, you're not going to make a ton of money off it. Let me put it that way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim, um, I'm not sure if you've actually met, um, but the final season of the Nickelodeon series is actually called Tales of the TMNT. And one of my favorite characters that you actually helped uh, write and draw was a uh, a time traveling demon by the name of uh, Savante Romero that steals Renette's uh, time scepter. <laughs> There's, if you get a chance, I want you to watch it, and it's actually going to be on on the final DVD where um, Savante Romero meets up with Dracula, Mummy, and Frankenstein and tries to take over the world. And it kind of threw me back to a lot of the Savant Romero arcs that you worked on the Tales of the yeah. TMNT. If you get a chance, watch the episode, and I guarantee you, you will have a smile on your face. And one oh, other that... quick um, yep. not sure if you do a lot of Comic-Con visits, um, mm-hmm. uh, but if you're ever in the Florida area, uh, there's a Comic-Con that's about an hour away from my house in Pensacola, Florida. It's called Pensacon. Uh, really, it's about, I think, like 3,000 people really family friendly and they're always taking TMNT guests. Um, I know that they actually had, um, guy Gilchrist was down there, uh, this year as well as, uh, Judith Hogue. Um, oh, yeah, I love yeah, Judith Hogue. If you're ever looking for like, you know, just like ad advertisement for like your art, definitely reach out to them. Um, I'll give her, I'll go ahead and give you their site. It's uh pensacon.com. You can reach out to them, send them an email about booking, and dude, if you ever want to, I mean, like I said, I don't know how much you travel, but if you ever want to just, you know, come down there and just visit, dude, I'll 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 gladly stop by and see. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, it's funny. In my situation right now, you know, one of the old masters of the turtles and stuff, I, I do get invited occasionally to cons. I don't do many, maybe four or five a year, I want to say. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough where people will reach out to me and say, hey, you know, they'll, they'll pay for my flights and give me a table. And so I'm there. So I'm, I'm kind of lucky in, in that situation. I'll, I'll pretty much go anywhere that uh, will pay me, pay me to go there. <laughs> oh, really? Well, okay. Well, we'll figure something out for Knoxville. <laughs> Oh, well, awesome, man. Well, you know, since since we're on our, um, you know, I guess by the time I edit this and everything, it'll be close to Thanksgiving time. So, so Jim, the last thing I wanted to ask you, and first of all, thank you so much for being so candid today. Um, it's it's been it's been awesome, man. Uh, let let me ask you this: okay. as not only like a TMNT creator, but as just 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 a comic book artist and writer, what are you thankful for uh, th- this year? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you had to ask me like a tough question, <laughs> uh, and and you know it's like 
you know, I, I am really thankful. You know, I, I've got three great kids. I, I've got a lovely wife, I, you know, I've been married to for 30 years now. Um, my kids are all healthy. Um, they're all doing well. And, of course, I'm thankful for that. And, you know, honestly, in, in talking with you guys, I don't know, I, I the way I come across might be like, maybe a little bit sad about the way things are now. Maybe, you know, you know, the tur- we, I lost the turtles, my friends, and, you know, now here I am, you know, trying to sell my stuff and, you know, it, it's going okay, but, you know, it could be better. And I, I hope I'm not coming across as a, a depressed guy because really I, I feel very fortunate for uh, the history I've had um, with the turtles that I've been able to be a professional comic book artist, you know, Basically, my entire working life, uh, knock on wood, as I wrap my fist on my forehead, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a really, really lucky guy, and and it's especially to work with this this group of guys. It, it's just been amazing, and the fans have been great. You know, I've traveled a lot. Um, I'm very, very fortunate, and I I wouldn't change anything if I if I could. You know, it is what it is, and. And I'm I'm really grateful. Uh, so I'm thankful for all that as well. Well, you know, honestly, you know, you're you're one of the the hearts of the Ninja Turtles. You you always will be. And uh, you know, I, I thank you so much for for coming back on. And uh, you know, I'm I'm just thankful for you. I'm, I'm thankful for all the the wonderful stories <laughs> you, you've written over the years and and drawn over the years. And uh, I'm just I'm just so thankful that I can even get to talk to to people like you and to people like Kevin. Um, you know all the all the wonderful creators we, we we've gotten to talk to over the years. And um, you know it, it's just it's just a blessing to um, you know see that you know here here we are all these all these years later. Uh, the turtles mean something to us all individually you know and uh, I just I can't thank you enough for for coming on the show and um, uh, I guess I guess to end the show uh, there's only one question I need to ask it's a question we all want to know is Jim what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes oh well in in honor of Thanksgiving we we got to have like a a turkey and uh, stuffing and cranberry uh, cranberry sauce (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That sounds good. Well, all right, dudes who do that. Well, here's to hoping you enjoy your turkey and stuffing and, and uh, cranberry dressing Thanksgiving pizza, dudes. So, uh, cowabunga. Cowabunga. <laughs> cowabunga. Uh, <laughs> well, Jim, thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, you know, thank, yeah, yeah, yeah thank, thank you for... Yeah, it was always, and uh, thank you, know, thank you for uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's the deal, Rob? Are you pregnant again? You know, well, my wife is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, great. yeah. I've got a. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. I, I've I've got a a little one on the way, and it, it's it's crazy. You know, Chris Beth's progesterone levels were super high, and they thought that it could be twins or possibly even triplets. At the time, oh god! And I, th- and I thought, oh god! <laughs> uh, so you know, I uh, Chris Beth got her her uh, ultrasound last week, yeah. and they they only monitored one heart one heartbeat at the time. So uh, you know, everything's good to go. So they, they're thinking it's going to be just one, and who knows if it's going to be a boy or girl? But you know, I'm just so thankful that you know the little one's yeah. still healthy and everything. So. Yeah. 
Ah, baby number two. <laughs> crazy man. I know, I know. And then Josh, he's got what five? I have five kids. Yeah, don't do what I did, man. Yeah. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Five kids. Oh my God. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah, it's, it's 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 amazing that Josh can actually take time to read one comic book a, a week, and, you know, with five kids. I was really enthusiastic about starting my own band, so that's really what it was for. Wow. Have you guys gone to see the um, Justice League yet? I saw it on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, how I'm was it? I'm not going to see it yet. Oh, God, it's so good. It is so good. Wow, Good. Yeah, I really liked it. That is one thing that I wanted to ask, ask yeah. you, Jim. Uh, did, you, did you see that uh, the turtles are going to be in uh, Injustice 2, the video game? You know, I, I went online on Facebook and I, I saw a bunch of people talking about that. Yeah, I, did, I yeah. was aware. I think I saw some yeah. uh, designs or something like that for the for the characters. Yeah, it looks great. I I don't play many fighting games, but I think I'll just, I'll just have to pick it up just for that. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna so have that's to. That's a man. fighting. What's that like? A one-on-one, like a fighting game, like. Um, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. one-on-one. You can play people online, or you can play, you know, by yourself or with your yeah. friend on the couch next to you. So yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of fun. I've been playing ever since they announced Ninja Turtles. I because I've had it for a while and I've just never really gotten into it. And so when they announced Ninja Turtles, I was like, well, I gotta get I gotta get good at the. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta buy it. I can't pick Donatello and just suck at playing the game. Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't do that to Donnie, you know? I hope you don't play Sorry, <laughs> I just, I, I had to know. So. Like, oh my god, I love the Rat King. Oh, dude, he hated the Rat King. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see, like, oh man, you know, the marketing people and the, the guys who want to sell product, you know, they got a hold of this thing and they, they changed it around, you know, just, you know, the goal to sell to sell action figures and you know whatever you know, that, that sure look cool though yeah did you actually get to see the uh the the rat king in the cartoon version um you know he was he looked like my rat king right the old old yeah. rat king there with the red yeah, hair or whatever yeah 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 he was cool man <laughs> when he's playing a flute and everything in control. Oh, 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 God, that's right. Wow, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Sorry, no, I didn't mean to bring that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was actually cool about the Rat King was that even though he wasn't in the, um, the new 2014 film, he was actually in the video game uh, based off of the film. He's actually a, uh, like... I think before you fight uh, Baxter Stockman, he's actually one of the bosses that you fight, and he, really? he his design is is kind of a throwback to um, the uh, the Tales series. So yeah, I thought that was really close. Cool. Huh. Huh. And th- this was in uh, relation to the 2014 movie you said. Yeah, the uh, they yeah. they did like a, a video game um, yeah. for the for like the Nintendo 3DS, and they actually added um, Slash and Rat King that weren't in the movie but they added them like in the game as like as like exclusive bosses like for that game and I thought that was kind of cool that's cool yeah. wow 
have to like Google that. <laughs> yeah. Real quickly, if you don't mind, in, in, about your racking design, I just always wanted to know: was it such a conscious? Did, was that a conscious thing on your part to just make him so jacked? I mean, he is huge. <laughs> He's buff. <laughs> you, you know, no, it's it, it just like in cookbooks, all the guys it seemed like have to have, like, you know, they're over overly yeah. muscled, and I don't know, it was no nothing conscious, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this dude is basically a spirit who's afraid of rats, but he is pumped. I know, I know. Was he was he pressing like tree limbs and stuff? Yeah, I know. Oh God! <laughs> out of the water, he looks like Schwarzenegger or Lou Ferrigno or something. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> well, well, Jim. Hey, man. Thank you so much for for coming on. Thank you so much for for not only being our heroes, but just just being a friend. You know, oh. just like the old Golden Girls song is. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Thanks for being a, a friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs>